What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. And we're live. Three, two, one. Welcome back, Murder Chronicles Nation, to another bonus episode of the hit podcast, The Murder Chronicles. Ooh, you're coming in live, like a live wire tonight. My name's Brandon. I produce the show with the great Carolyn Osorio. Carolyn, how are things up in the Emerald City? Oh my gosh, they're great. We went to the pumpkin patch yesterday. And that's, that's a, always that's a grift. That's a racket. Oh, it totally it was. Is a racket. Oh, oh my gosh. Twenty six dollars for a fifty cent pumpkin. Okay, great. No, it was even worse than that. Oh. <laughs> because they had a petting farm and of course we had to do the whole thing. Thank God we didn't do the corn maze. Every year we do the corn maze and every year we we can't find our way out. <laughs> well, you know the answer to that. Of what? What? Tell me the answer. Any of these mazes. It goes back all the way. The Greeks figured it out on the labyrinth on Crete, the Minotaur. You just keep your right hand along the wall at all times. And it eventually... No, and it it will eventually lead you out. The cornrow wall? The cornrow wall? Basically, in lieu of a wall, fine. Keep your right foot along the bottom hay bale. If you just... Well, what we do is cheat and totally, like, break it down. No, see, you cheat and you panic. It introduces emotion, which is the enemy of critical thinking. So you can't do any of that, okay? I know. When you want when you want to get out, you want to get out. It's like <laughs> this corn maze. Yeah. We've already, like, we're in too deep. We we need to be rescued. Gosh, we got to save ourselves. And then, and then three weeks from now, it's going to be a Christmas tree lot where you're paying $300 for, for a tree from up by your neighborhood. I mean, it's, it's, it's a racket. It is. I know. Okay. So when did you go to the, when did you go? Have you gone yet? We've gone, we used to go every year to this, you know, and and I'm in LA, right? So there are a a couple of really big ones, like that take over a couple of like maybe a full city block. Okay. And there's like a little fucking kitty train that goes around the perimeter of it. Right. And then, and there's, um, obviously the corn maze and then, uh, big hay bales and shit that you can right it's just like everything and then of course the pumpkin patch which seems secondary to everything else um mm-hmm. but what's what's really kind of awful about being in LA is that they also have these little corrals for the paparazzi to stand in to take pictures of the celebrities that are there with their kids they're like okay yeah. i know you could take pictures from here but like that's it and then they have little private areas with a selection of pumpkins just for the celebs if they don't want their kids because you know you're not going there unless you have kids or or you're a fucking weirdo right so uh they allow some kind of 
you know, protection for the identity of the celebrity's children. So they give them some cover, but so it's just kind of, that is like, that's like a subcult. I would never, yeah, I've gross. never heard of that before. That's yeah. so gross. Well, that's like, so Google it now. Anybody out there, I, I, I implore you, you need to know about it. No, you could Google celebrity pumpkin patch, LA, whatever. And you'll, and you'll see it. And, and it's everywhere. Like in Santa Monica every year, there's a, uh, every like Christmas season, there's a skating rink that they build like on, like right on, on the boulevard right there. And there's a, there's a paparazzi corral. So, you know, you could see celebrities skating and take pictures of it. It's, it's ridiculous, but you know, it's, it's the world we live in. Um, so well, we had a great time. Great. We got lots of pumpkins, lots of pumpkins and uh, yeah. it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Do you do the carving? You don't seem like you do the carving. You don't get your hands dirty, do you? Are you kidding? It's your me? husband. I know it. I know it. You can say what you want. I can tell looking at you. You gotta be joking. You don't know. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me what? like that. Sorry. Uh, of course, of course, I do the right. carving. In fact, I watched a video. I can't even believe that you don't think that I would do. You're I'm falling like falling into my trap. Like don't be so easy. You're falling into my trap. Of course, I know that you're you're like the wonder mom. You've had 19 kids. Okay. Of course, no, you do all no, the carving. No. Now, listen. Here's the main question, though. Here's the main question. Freehand or stencil for the jack-o'-lantern? Fucking freehand every day. I do the traditional Charlie Brown. I am not even going. I have nothing to do with those stencils. Like every year my kids once, and I'm like, go for it. Um, <laughs> I have a new trick though. I actually watched a video. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. That, I'm not going to tell you what that hand looked like just in that moment because that does like. Right, right. The video. Um, what was okay. the video about? The video was that we've been carving pumpkins all wrong. Oh, you're they, from the bottom, right? You're from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. and then all the guts I come out. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be my 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 new thing this year. I'm gonna try it from the bottom and see how that works. Yeah, that works. Um, so, so you're saying you already knew that trick? Is that what you're saying? Of course, because but but here's why. Here's why this year. Every, for the last 15 years, it's the 15th annual, the Sunday before Halloween, we have mm -hmm. a pumpkin carve at our house. And it started mm -hmm. when we were, you know, just crazy young kids, you know, uh, living in a little apartment on Hollywood Boulevard where we had like our neighbors come over and there was like six people and we carved pumpkins. The next year it was a little bigger and the next year it was been, then we were in a house and the whole street came. And then, you know, we had kids and then with the family and then they're all their friends and so now it's like over a hundred people come to our house and it's bring your own pumpkin and we have a pie eating contest and we do bobbing for apples and we do everything. And it is uh, the worst day of the year for me because I can't enjoy it because I'm constantly getting pulled in every direction. Well, do you have extra this or where's this or how can we, or we're out of the seating or where do you have any trays or where are the cups or where are the fucking napkins or where do I cut myself? Like what? That's So I'm Dr. Phil is what they call me that day. If you have a problem, go find Brandon. So pumpkin carved day. I'm Dr. Phil, and um, there's pictures. Okay, so do you? What's your what's your pumpkin technique? Are you freehand or are you uh, like you know? Do you do stencils? Like what what do you, what's your what's your thing? Are you too busy fixing? I've done in it order all. To do Short answer is I've done it all. And, oh my god! Now I listen. I need to stay on the cutting edge of jack o' lantern technology, just because people ask me mm -hmm. shit. Because it's mm -hmm. it, it, it eventually the the whole purpose of of our pumpkin carve every year is that it's a contest, right? We we mm -hmm. we elect judges in the beginning. 
there's prizes mm-hmm. for the top three. And we had to bifurcate the, the prizes 10 years ago because people were bringing stencils and they were making these kick-ass jack-o'-lanterns and the freehanders, okay, were getting really, really pissed off because they were just getting stomped because they're sucked of compared. Course. So we have a freehand competition and we have a stencil competition, okay. Um, oh my gosh, you guys are really taking it to the so next level. I've done level a lot here. of it, but then there's also a technique. Well, um, what is your personal favorite? My I personal get to favorite the right now, over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I've I've gone mm-hmm. back to uh, freehand. Gone back to freehand. Okay, mm-hmm. which is which, which I like. Um, now, but there's a lot of ways that that you can do it. Okay, there's about you know there's thinning out the inner flesh of the pumpkin. Okay, so you have an easier car from the outside and so you know your work is can 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 better be be appreciated right then there's the Mm -hmm. technique of you start from the outside but you don't cut all the way through it's like you're shaving so you leave a little membrane inside and that makes it glow instead of the light coming through there's a lot of this is the side of you i don't need to see i'm an artist i'm an artist okay let's just let's just Earnest. No, I'm an Earnest. artist. Let's let's just lean into that. Just accept it. Okay. Mm-hmm, an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh and I very okay, well, you'll have to send pics. You'll have to send pics. I very rarely uh actually get to carve a pumpkin on our nights. Because I end up I'm, I'm a judge. And to be quite honest with you. Oh my gosh. I can I can be bought. I'll be honest. Okay. I've been bribed. I accept bribes. Everyone knows I accept bribes. Um, but how do you do that when there's kids? The bribes are like- from the kids. Okay. okay, no, but I'm saying, how could you, like, I'm sure you have all different ages. Oh, and sure. Like, yeah, you just got to know how to, you got to know how to shake them down. They might have some candy that I want. They might have information mm-hmm. on one of my kids that I want. Okay. I mean, I, or, or, so what are you going to wear trick-or-treating to Denzel Washington's place? No, this year? I don't, I don't, I don't do costumes anymore. I'm a grown man. I don't wear costumes. I'm sorry. I know, but you told me you went to his place. I was 18. I was 18. I saw your nose like twitch. Or like, no, no, oh no. I, I, I lean into that. That was great. I love going to Denzel's. I was I was a young, stupid teenager, drunk. Um, but that was fun. Mm-hmm. So from one horror story, horror story to the next, let's get to this. Jurgen's Road. What happened mm-hmm. on Jurgen's Road? Yeah. So let's talk about Jason Fox real quick because um the information on him, you, it, it kind of, it, it kind of trickled out over the course of the episode, which as a listener was nice, mm-hmm. but for the, our purposes here, I just want to get some things out. So he was 19. Uh, he struggled mm-hmm. with drug abuse and he's, uh, yep. and he's a gay man. Okay. Um, so, yeah. and all of those things play directly into the story. I'm not just saying that, you know, to be whatever. Um, all right. So September of 2020, He'd been, uh, he'd had a rough time. He had a rough time, yeah. right? He's couch surfing, yes. didn't have his own place, was going from kind of place to place. He was staying with, uh, who was it? Was it his aunt? He was staying with his aunt, Jennifer. Aunt Jennifer. And, uh, mm-hmm. right. And she had a boyfriend, Angel. Yep. And he had been kicked out of or left a place that he'd been staying at before and went to her and was like, please let me stay. And, and she says, cool. and before, but she said temporarily, yes, you, you can stay. And she tried to help him, you know, with his drug addiction. He, she'd helped him in the past, try to uh, detox at home yep. and it worked, but unfortunately, you know, he was drawn back in and, um, and that's why, you know, when you, I'm glad that you said that about the fact that he was using drugs and the fact that he was a gay man. And um, 
that he was having a hard time because it does feel invasive as you tell the story. This is his life. And, and, you know, so I included some of the journal entries just to show that he really wanted to get, he wanted to overcome this addiction so badly and was just so upset by it. And it's, it's, it's just a really sad story because, but it's important to the story for people to know what happened to him, you know? course and what uh, and people listening may or may not know um my wife and i one of the first places we lived together was in uh, a city called west hollywood and within it's like a city within los angeles um and it's uh a, a high percentage of people live there is or lgbtq right so we're just surrounded by you know gay dudes all the time right and awesome and super cool. And just like everybody else, there's some, some of them that, you know, are pains in the ass and some of them that are really great. And just like, just like everybody else. But meth is at least back then. And this is going, I haven't lived there for probably 15, 20 years, but uh, for some reason, meth was just vitiating the great, the, the, the gay community back then, right? There were drug addicts and it wasn't cocaine and it wasn't heroin, but meth just became really fucking popular in the gay community. Um, and I don't know if it still is, um, but back then it was a it was a scourge in the gay community. And so, um, and they were open about it, and there were support groups everywhere, and and a lot of a lot of help was extended, but also um, it did a lot of damage. So now I'm not sure. It doesn't even sound like Jason had a community where he was living. So it's not, uh, it's because outside of the gay community, meth is a terribly addictive, terrible scourge on the community everywhere you go. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that was kind of how it happened, but be that as it may, uh, you're right. And I think for a time, I think for a time, these folks were his community. Right. They were, you know, he was a vulnerable kid. Yeah. And he starts hanging out with some, they're, you know, maybe like five years older than him. Right. And, <clears throat> and I think that he made you know, new friends. Was, he got a new friend group. He got a new friend group. He came. He stayed with his mom in Seattle. I mean, I could just so see him thinking he's a high schooler. It's his senior year. He wants to go to Seattle. Pie in the sky. Like you know, Seattle is so you know welcoming and like so different than Newport, right? It's yeah. so you know. I'm sure that's what he thought in his mind. You know that he could be himself, and he gets there. And it's like, yeah, maybe it was great. And he was connecting with his mom, but like, you know, you bring your issues with you no matter where you go. And it feels like, um, you know, he was really missing his, you know, his life. You know, he, he was pulled back to Newport because it was easy and comfortable. And, you know, I mean, I feel, I felt for him so deeply, you know? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. <clears throat> You don't really make a new friend group unless you share some shit in common with those people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was the, the, the fifth member of a group of four, you know, sober people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like he was probably the fifth member in a group of four other meth heads. Okay. Or at least casual drug users where he could be himself. Mm-hmm. Is what I would Well, say. and I think that it, it can go so fast. Yeah. You know, you get introduced to drugs. It's so freaking addictive. You know, he's he's with these friends that he's trying to like his his dad said, because when I said, why, why did he go back? You know, not to victim blame or shame at all, just to try to understand 
you know, if he was so worried about them, why did he go there that night? And he said he just wanted to be liked. He wanted to be with his friends. He was hoping that he could just go there and hang. Probably. I mean, his parents were, you know, spitballing there as to why he would go based on how they knew their son. And so, um, you know, I think that it just took an awful turn, you know? Well, so I want to talk about, we'll get, we'll get back to Jason and his new friend group. Um, Mm -hmm. And talk more about the investigation for a second, because they had this trail of breadcrumbs. It wasn't even a trail of breadcrumbs. It was a fucking brightly lit runway leading to Jurgen's Road. Okay. Yeah. If anything happens to me, here's where I'm here's where I'm going. Fucking 22 Jurgen's Road. Okay. So, but it took them 24 hours before cops even went there. When they had that evidence, like, I don't understand, like, what, I, 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 like I, it was actually longer than that because it took the family 24 hours to wait for the period for them to report him missing. And then once they came, then it took them another 24 hours to get there. And that was the, the parents point of like, what, why didn't you go there immediately? Right. Like, why would you not go to 22 Jurgens road right away? Like, I know we've talked about this before about the validity of someone's dying declaration. Like that almost has like some kind of legally binding kind of mm. truth yeah. embedded in it. Okay. Like that's how I would treat something like this. <clears throat> I've yeah. left those messages before. Okay. Really? But only like if I'm going hiking or if I'm going up into the mountains, like my brother, I'm like, okay, here's the trailhead where I'm, where I'm going out of cell service. Right. Like that. So mm-hmm. either you hear from me in 12 hours or you send a fucking helicopter like that. Okay. Like I've done, yeah. you know, just. No, I've done that too. Right, I actually exactly. did that so, today. So, yes. And if my brother yes. doesn't hear from me in 12 hours and one second, he knows fucking get going, you know? But so. Yeah. If I get a text from a buddy of mine, if anything happens to me, I'm at this address and I don't hear from him like the next morning, I'm going there, mm-hmm. you know, like with the, with the cavalry, you know? So the mm-hmm. fact that, so it was two days. I think that given the fact that he was, you know, a young kid who would be gone for a couple of days, it wasn't unusual for him. I think, you know, it's different from a dad with responsibilities sure. and a family. Yeah, but the and- only difference, the only difference and may and, and and I don't I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what I'm saying is that had he ever left a text like that before? No, and I totally right. I just want to try to be as yeah. fair as possible right. to like, you know, assessing it because yeah, I mean, if it were my kid and I got that text, I would be like, I mean, everybody pile in, let's go get our kin, you know, yeah. like let's yeah, go and get it. You know, so why'd you so turn I, into, why'd you turn into a hillbilly right there? I don't know because when it comes to your kid, it's so primal. Yeah. It's oh, you said so... kid. I thought you said kin. I did. I did say. Oh, kin. you said kin. Okay, I revert I back. Why'd you become a hillbilly right there? <laughs> because I just couldn't help myself. Get it's our so... kin. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah, I hear you. If, yeah, you get mama if there. Absolutely. Is under. If anybody is under, anyway, it doesn't take much. I mean, I could be at a grocery store and if somebody was doing something, messing with us, I yeah, mean, that, that side of you comes out where it's not a Karen side. It's just a protection side of like, hey, we need to go find out and we can't rely on if, if the if the police aren't doing it, we need to do it ourselves. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so there's this, it sounds like a beautiful property. Right? It, it is. It's gorgeous. And it sounds like one person had permission to be there and let his friend squat there, which is, <laughs> which is fucked up. But how many, you know, you know, that shit was going on everywhere during COVID everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. because shit was closed down and nobody cared and everyone's doing their own thing. So, okay. So that's what was obviously it was happening. Perfect, it was a perfect storm. Yeah. And I think that like when this first happened, people were like, well, why, why were these people at this property? Why, why, why did they allow this to happen? Oh, well, because COVID was such a unique situation. You needed a caretaker for a big property. So okay, yeah. Great. And, and, and so I think that, but, but, I think normally you wouldn't think that people would just be able to squat on this. I mean, this type of property, but it was because of COVID. Right. Because generally there would, there would, there would be more oversight and the owner would come by and say, who's this asshole in my guest house? Oh, right. uh, Well, there'd be weddings going on. Of course. Yeah. It wouldn't be available. So, so let's talk about Pepper. That's Jason's mom. Uh, you know, she obviously, um, there's nothing more dangerous than a mother with nothing left to lose. I mean, that's a great, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but, but that's, that's, that's her line. That's very accurate. Um, and she obviously wanted some answers, you know, and then the dad comes in, right. And the dad, you know, he's, he's, he and I seem kind of cut from the same cloth a little bit with his colorful language and his kind of no nonsense, just be Mm -hmm. honest with me kind of shit. And they're, understandably upset with how the, um, the investigation unfolded. So do, do you see any problems with how the investigation unfolded? You personally? I mean, me personally, me personally, uh, like I said, you know, I mean, I just went into like, get our can. Like yeah. I, I would feel exactly how they would be feeling. And I think most people would like, what, where's our son? What's happening? Like I need answers. And I, and I know that that goes against, to be fair with law enforcement, they're trying to put it together. But I do think it took them way too long, from my personal opinion, to get out to 22 Jurgens Road. All right, I'm going to ask you some you know, provocative like, questions, okay? And, okay? and devil's advocate advocate for me, advocate mm-hmm. for the devil here for me. Um, along the lines of, and, and for anyone listening that doesn't understand this reference, please go listen to The Shadow Girls. Along the lines of uh, Rebecca Garde, do you think... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Fox's lifestyle in any way contributed to a lackadaisical response from law enforcement. He's a dope fiend. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's a dope fiend. He's like a gay kid who, you know, it's a lover's quarrel or who knows or whatever. You know, what I think is, is that there were a lot of the fact that he would was known to leave for a couple of days at a time. Mm-hmm. I think that they took that into consideration. Um but I think they should have gotten there sooner. Now, whether that was because he was, I mean, did, did they know that he was openly gay? I don't even think he was openly gay. Right. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what he was up to, but I think that they should have gotten there a lot sooner. And I think that oftentimes in this, this world that, you know, who you are um, is sometimes the indicator of what kind of justice you're going to get, which is totally fucked up. up. I I hope that that's not true, but I, unfortunately I think it is. Um, But okay. So now let's go to, let's look at that lifestyle. So he didn't have a lot of money. He didn't really have a job, um, but he was still intent on getting high. And so told a dealer, I don't have, I don't have cash. I only want $20 worth of crystal, which will get you high for about a fucking half hour. Right. But here's my Apple watch. Okay. So he gets hustled. They give him salt, bath salts. Yeah. Which I think shows his inexperience. I don't know. I mean, is this that, does that show his inexperience or is it just because the exchange happened so quickly? I mean, is that something that would be easily hustled? 
I had a buddy of mine who we were on, my dad used to own a boat. Okay. Like a big fishing, like sport fishing boat. And, uh, and he had it down in Florida, Miami, and we'd cross over into the Bahamas. It's like a real quick, like a two hour trip to Bimini. Beautiful. It's like amazing. And then from there, it like kind of opens up to all these other islands in the Bahamas. And so we were in some town, one of the bigger towns in the Bahamas. And, uh, we would, me and my brothers, we would take our friends and we'd all go out on, on my dad's boat. And two of the guys, fucking lunatics, they decided they wanted to buy some cocaine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they go into this marketplace and they find a dude. Okay. And it happened like in the open air, like it was real quick. Like I'll palm you this. I looked at it real quick and said, okay. Cause it looked like the drugs that he wanted. Okay. And then they take off and it wound up being powdered sugar. Okay. Right. And so something like that, where you don't have the opportunity to fully investigate what you're buying because it's an illicit illegal activity. You're out in the open in, in, in public and, and you don't want to get arrested. So it could have very easily been something like that. Cause at first, cause at first glance, you know, uh, you look at bath salts, I'm sure it probably looks like meth. I don't really know what meth looks like, to be honest. Um, I mean, I've seen breaking bad, but I don't, <laughs> that that's I don't, I don't, it might be accurate might not um so if it was like a public drug buy where you don't have time mm-hmm. to go test the purity of it you know yeah. it was just it was a, it was a hustle and so he was pissed he wanted to get his watch back and he wanted he wanted his drugs um mm-hmm. and that's what kind of started like this yeah and and like riley the the woman who did this to him was his girlfriend or really good friend riley's good friend or girlfriend correct yeah right so that right. started it's the like, beef between jason and riley but the beef had already started before right there was a lot of talk that that there had been people who had tried to lure him out this wasn't the first time do you so, know the uh, origins of the beef between jason and riley or the nature you know of the there's a lot of that's the thing like what i read through and i didn't watch the trial so i don't know what i know what happened that he was convicted but um from what the records that i got there was just a lot of witness statements about what could have happened that there could have been a you know there was was it drugs was it related to a sexual relationship between the the four guys yes that's what was, i think that would mm-hmm. be my that would be my thing because uh, you just got to think what's, what's someone willing to kill you over, right? Yeah. What's someone really willing to kill you over? $20? Uh, no, I'm sorry. G- mm-hmm. g- give me the dopiest dope fiend, most desperate dope fiend in the world. They're not going to fucking kill you over $20. They're not. They're not going to kill you over an Apple watch. They're not. Mm-hmm. But will they kill you to keep a secret that you might have gotten drunk and had sex with a dude when you want everyone to think you're straight? Yeah. Yeah, and so when the mom said that, was it more, and was it more than one? Who knows? More than Maybe, one. but it does. Even if it doesn't have to be right, because the mom said that Riley was his bully. Riley was Jason's mm-hmm. bully. Okay, mm-hmm. that would generally mean he has some kind of control over him, that he can intimidate him, that he can kind of force him to do shit that he might not want to do, or or that. But what are what's the real nature of a bully that we learn? A bully is generally scared. A bully is mm-hmm. generally making is covering up for stuff, some kind of feeling of less than, right? Or some feeling of insecurity or or whatever. 
Um, Absolutely. Right. And so, and I'm, I am, I have zero evidence for anything that I'm saying. Okay. And I don't know how this was adjudicated or what was maybe admitted or not, but I would say that, that I would think that this was a hate crime, that there was some kind of, of sexual activity between Jason and, and one or more of these dudes. And they lured him out there to, to fucking shut him up. I think that that's why the truth has never really come out. Yeah. You know, even people like they're, they're not saying why they did it. They're still acting like, oh, it was the other ones that did it. You know, so. Yeah. Well, so I think. Hold on. Hold on. I got to bring that up. <laughs> like of all of these dudes, like Kevin is the only one who would like who'd make it like in the mafia because he stuck to his fucking story. <laughs> everybody else, everybody yeah. else folded. And he's like. No, it wasn't even that. No one said, I never even saw him. I don't even know. The sun was in my eyes. I wasn't there that day. It was like that when I got here, right? Like that was Kevin. I mean, I am surprised they held it together as long as they did. Yeah. You know I what I mean? The first round of questioning, no one said shit. The cops mm-hmm. come back, lean on him a little bit. And they're just like, it was him. And the other one says, it was well, him. I think, the, I think the community was leaning on them all too. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, you know how small towns are and with social media and people were actively like this was being like adjudicated online. Right. Right. People right. Were like, you guys need to do the right thing and you guys need to come forward. And then Pepper was in the mix and, and she was acting like she, I think something uh, there was some, some of these people actually went to the police because they were afraid of Pepper right. because she was like, you need some first or last born son. You know, she was not threatening, but she was kind of making videos that, was like, hey, she wanted some answers, and she was probably doing that to put pressure on police of, yeah. to like, hey, do something. Of course, you know, of course, of course. You know, what else, what else could she do? Gosh. So, CL got the yeah. most time, right? Kevin got yeah. off with like a year time served. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like he, if you know, based on the evidence that they had, that he did not, he didn't do anything to help Kevin. I mean, to help Jason but he wasn't the ringleader or a part of right. the actual beating. Right. And then, yeah. And Matt, the dad, his trial hasn't started yet. Right. Okay. CL got 28 years. He got. So they considered yeah. him to be the actual. No, you know what I think? I think that, that he showed no remorse. Oh, and that, right. I think that, and that, that he, the judge was so repulsed by what, I mean, I, I mean, it was repulsive what he was saying. That's why I included it at the end where he's like, how do you think that makes me feel? Yeah. And it's like, dude, why do we care about how of you course. feel? I know. Of what course. You, of course. What you, I mean, that's like, that's like, like contrition 101. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm so sorry this happened. I, you know, I mean, he's can't even give the family that like, and and he had the book and and even because I mean he had the book thrown at him twenty eight years the other yeah. guy got nineteen gosh you know, so so you know it, it's and then just hearing the accounts of the beating mm-hmm. were were pretty I mean that was fucking disgusting it was like three or four on one you yeah. know and then they tied him up. They, they, they buried him. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, speaking of living in West Hollywood, we lived right up the block from Matthew Shepard square. It's like a, an, an intersection, Santa Monica Boulevard and, uh, and Fairfax right there. Was it Crescent Heights? Sorry. It's Crescent Heights, Santa Monica and Crescent Heights. And, um, 
and that's you know this poor kid was i don't even want to get into it but but you know and 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 at least his legacy is one of justice and one of bringing to light things like this you know this didn't get that designation that it was a a, a gay hate crime i think it probably was i mean again based on nothing but me listening to a podcast but still um so then they bury him christ with a fucking bulldozer that's what skid steer is like a mini bulldozer right like a yeah like an excavator yeah Yeah. and then uh and they dump his car in montana i mean this this, it's just like a it shows intent and it shows knowledge of of wrongdoing it shows like all of that so i'm interested to hear what happens to this matt guy um and then what really got me at the end you always you gotta fuck with me at the end with this is hearing his brother his, I know his brother, you know, I'm sure he's describing what, what I felt. Any, anyone with a sibling will feel the same way. That is a good relationship with him. I have a great relationship with my brothers and that's how our relationship like sending me stupid shit, right? <laughs> Laughing till my stomach hurts. Cause he's got, we have in jokes that go back 45 years, right? That, I know. that nobody else would, would think is funny or whatever, you know? Um, and so mm-hmm. that, that, you know, and, and this kid, and you, you know, that we're, you're talking to someone who isn't really sophisticated or at least doesn't sound sophisticated with regard to where we're at culturally in terms of LGBTQ movement and, and, and the acceptance that's happening. Um, but he's willing, you know, he got there and, and he's still in the process of getting there when he says, you know, uh, my brother, I was learning about the gay stuff from my brother, right? Like the way that he phrased it, I would argue doesn't mean he's there yet. Okay. Because saying the gay stuff, you know, is still a little, isn't, isn't the, the right language. People could find that. And, and that's what really bothers trying. me. He's trying, I know, which is great. Like, and I would argue, listen, he... I would tell anybody who takes exception to that language to shut the fuck up because he's trying, but there will still be a loud voice. Of, what do you mean? The gay stuff? Dude, you fucking know what he's talking about. This is a straight kid who's probably a homophobe and didn't even know it. Okay. Until he realized that he had a gay brother and he's like, Oh, but wait a minute. I love my brother and he's super cool. And we talk about stuff and, and, Oh, I guess, I guess it's okay. It's not a big deal if you're gay, right? Like that's the journey that he's on and we need to applaud that, you know? Um, so, and, and, and people just like the brother need almost as much understanding as the person who's coming out, right? The people who are trying to understand and accept people coming out, also need some understanding and some fucking latitude with their journey also. Okay. Cause that makes it better for everybody. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I feel exactly the same way. And I just feel like, you know, um, the brother was trying yep. and that's a huge thing. He's not doing it because he's going to be on TV mm-hmm. and he has to say the right things or he has to like, quote unquote, you know, he's doing it. He's to doing it brother. brother and yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and he got there. Right. And he got there before his brother died. That's and that's great. And that's the key. Yeah. And, and so great. did the rest of his family. So did his father. Yeah. You know, so did his stepmother. So I mean, of course, his mom was already there, you know. So right. I, I just feel like, you know, any this is so that he was so vulnerable and that they did this to him. Right. You know, any anybody, any parent, like just to think that your 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 kids are vulnerable in that way and that somebody would do that. And that's heartbreaking you yeah, know yeah. i mean if anything happens to your kid is heartbreaking sure, but, sure. but 
this adds another extra layer to it that oh, no. the kid he just wants to be himself. He just wants to, you know, like Pepper said, the heart wants what the heart wants. And the fact that we're still having this conversation in 2023 yeah. is like ridiculous. I know. Yeah. I know it is. But so I, I honestly believe that it was not over $20 worth of meth. It wasn't over an Apple watch. It was over something that uh, some, some toxically masculine douchebag would, would, uh, would think is worth killing someone for to keep a secret. That's what I think. Well, I mean, the AR-15, the pepper spray, right? the guns. vest coming in. You, you can see I'm a man, right? I mean. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a tell right there. Oh, of course but it you is. Know what? I mean, you brought up a really great point. I think it's worth talking about is is that then the pre pregame of the, the show the the talk show where it was like we were trying to remember it was like Mori Povich or something and you describe it because it's so it talks about how deep this runs yeah yeah I, I think it was who who recently died who was the former mayor of Cincinnati oh Jerry Springer I Jerry, Jerry Springer. Springer I think it was Jerry Springer yeah. and the topic was yeah. like once a month they do like you have a secret crush and you come on the show and, and they introduce you. Hi, my name's Matt, and I'm from Sheboygan, and I do this. And they're like, "Okay, Matt, someone that you know has a crush on you. Who do you think it is?" Well, Jerry, I know who I hope it is. I hope it's Cindy from the office because she's really cool, and I like how she dresses. Or maybe it's Mary from the restaurant that I go to all the time because we're friends. I love how you get a little bit of your like New York kind of. And like, I think she looks at me a little bit. And Jerry goes, kind of "Well, it's not Mary. It's actually." Joe from the gym, okay? And Joe walks out, right? And you see Matt from Sheboygan trying to still smile, but he's like, uh, okay? And the tragedy of that is that Matt went and fucking killed Joe, right? Because he's like, now everyone on TV in Jerry Springer world thinks that I'm gay because of you. And that for him was, was worth fucking killing someone over. You know, he, you don't know that it was going to trigger that, that toxic fucking reaction in him that to be considered or to be even thought of as gay is the worst thing in the world. And you have to go kill someone to erase it. You know what? I would say the guy probably was gay. You know? And I mean, I think it would take a team of psychiatrists to sure, figure out what was going on with that guy. Look, but yeah, I'm I mean, straight. I, I'm straight. And if a guy comes up and tries to hit on me, I'd, I'd I'd be like, hey, I'm flattered, but thank you. I'm I'm straight. This is my wife. These are my kids. Boom. You know, let's have a coffee. Whatever. Like, I would be like, fuck away from me. Can you see I'm straight? <laughs> right. I think that's the <laughs> most ridiculous. I see your AR-15 in yeah. the background. That's the most fucking ridiculous thing. And every guy that I know that is that is comfortable with himself and is, and is, and knows who he is and is super cool is the same way. Like, I don't know any, any, there isn't a guy in my life, right? A straight guy in my life that would react that way. But you know, what's funny in a very funny way is that the gay men that I'm friends with in my life get a little offended. If a gay dude thinks that they're gay, what do you mean? What, what do I look? Oh, do I seem gay to you? Do I look gay to you? And I'm like, what do you, why are you getting all mad, dude? You're gay. Yeah, but I don't like, what does that mean? Do I, you know, you know what I mean? Like they, they have that. I, I just reaction. think that there's a big thing about masculinity yeah. and that speaks to it because for so long there was the, the stereotypical version of whatever people Effeminate. thought. Right. 
they think they yeah. think that it means so, you're effeminate, right? And that's that's a very right. awful kind of stereotype that is still attached to to the gay community. Unfortunately, well, I, I think it's it's uh, it's it was a tough one. It's a tough one. It is, sure. it is, and I I think what's tough about it for me is that I, I feel like it's it was under investigated. Yes, people were uh, admitted, you know, they were convicted in under court of law and blah blah blah, and they're going to jail for a long time. But I think that that cases like these, and again, speculation on my part, but if I'm right, I think that these cases would do a lot more. They would benefit society to a much greater degree if they were fully exposed for what the motivations were behind it. That's all. I think that my personal opinion, it took them too long to get to Jurgen's road, but at the end of the day, you know, they did get some form of justice because yeah. for, because, okay. So we went missing September uh, 15th and yeah. then the, oh yeah, the, the early morning on the 15th. Yeah. Right. And then, and then they were arrested on November 7th. So like in terms of like a murder Three investigation, weeks. that's great. No, I mean, that's, you know, like, well, no, that's four. It's like, oh, sorry, November week, like seven weeks, seven weeks. And I think that, you know, if they would have rushed it, but it's just all the, all the stuff going on in between and what the family had to go through, I feel like was a lot to ask considering the burden that they already had and that the guy was walking around, uh, you know, pride event or a vigil with an AR-15 and like he wasn't arrested. Like what's up with that? Yeah. But I mean, that's, those are our gun laws, I guess, you know, like you can walk as long as you, cause I actually asked one of uh, my law enforcement friends, I was like, how is this possible for this guy to be toting this around? This is in Washington state. Open carry, right? Yeah. He's yeah. like, as long as he's not brandishing it. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, we're not going to get into gun laws here. I'm not going to No, but it's there, funny but, where you okay. see though, you see those morons like, in in like Starbucks, right, with an AR around their chest, like what, what, open gate, what, what, what? When have you seen that? You have you seen, seen oh, that? Fuck yeah! Oh my gosh! What these dudes? These these big like sloppy dudes, right? Or like what? I'm allowed. I'm allowed. I'm like sure, you're allowed. You're allowed to do a lot of shit that you look like a fucking moron if you do it. And this is one of them, right? This is because you flex the right, you lose the right. I'm like, yeah, good dude, keep it up, keep it up. You no, I'm but I. You and your AR-15, you know, fuck off. But anyway, um, so yes, I agree. This was uh, this, this was a, this was a difficult one, and it's it's always hard listening to to the parents and and siblings of the lost, you know, talk about it. Um, but I think it's important. I think it's important. So yeah. um, I do too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I'm interested to see what happens with Matt. We'll have to do a drop in, follow his his trial and we'll see what happens um but anyway uh thank you for listening everybody again carolyn great job appreciate your hard work um please consider supporting the great companies that support our show without them we wouldn't be able to do this and if you have a second pop on over to apple podcasts and uh rate the show give us five stars if you feel like it um and uh share with your friends uh carolyn anything for next week anything you want to add you know, I have a couple of cases in the hopper that I think um, are really interesting. I also, we forgot to celebrate our one year anniversary. Oh, no, our 100th episode. Our 100th episode was like uh, a couple, three weeks ago. Okay, well, it coincided with like September 22nd, I think, yeah, was yeah. our launch date. Yeah. And we just were like, so like in the grind of it all that we didn't like. Just pop the champagne. Psh- 
I didn't Cheers. really. If you're not, if you're not, if you're listening, I think they got that. I think they got that your sound effect wasn't the Our real. Sound effect deal. was was on point. You ruined it. Oh my gosh, it. you got me in the eye. Yeah, you ruined it. But thank you. Um, so yeah, one year, hundred episodes in, we you know what, one point three million downloads. I mean, we're doing great. We're doing great. I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be uh, to be part of the show. So yeah, thanks, thanks for having All right. me. All right. And thank you, everyone. Yes. For your thank support. you, everyone out there, Murder Chronicles Nation, for uh, for your support. We couldn't obviously do it without you. So uh, until next week, everybody, stay safe out there. The Murder Chronicles is a pie in the sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself. Music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.